0: This week, FE News have been in Barcelona at CanvasCon, an EdTech event designed to enhance teaching and learning. This year, the focus has been on lifelong learning and developing skills for 2030. Join us as we catch up with some of the keynote speakers and award winners from this year's event.
1: So, my name is David Price, and uh, <coughs> I uh, have spent a lifetime working in all kinds of uh, sectors of education, adult ed, further ed, higher ed, um, and now I work as a consultant and a trainer, as well as writing and giving talks.
0: Hi David. It was great to hear you talking um, at CanvasCon about the future of education, and I was particularly interested in what you are saying about social agency could you maybe explain how you see um, the boundaries between informal and formal learning blurring in the future?
1: Mm. So I think one of my concerns is that um, it, the explosion that we've seen over the last 10 to 15 years in terms of social and informal learning has meant that I, I think educators now have a, a a challenge and there's a lot of competition beyond the formal learning spaces, and I include workplace learning in that because I think they, they they meet same kind of problems. Which is to say that um, in in my book open I talked about that there are. It seems to me that there's a sense of immediacy about social learning. It's it's very attractive, not just to young people but to, to adults as well. Which which then kind of makes sitting down in a classroom and listening to a a lecture maybe a wee bit dull in comparison and I think we could go one of two ways we could, as, as educators we could say well that's not my concern what people do when they're you know, at college or not in a classroom is up to them or we can say this stuff's there it's not going to go away so it seems to me how can we how can we try to bring those two areas the formal and the informal together so that it's a it's a richer experience for the student
0: and i love uh the quote that you gave about if a youtube video could replace a teacher then perhaps it should um
1: which 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 gets me into a lot of trouble (laughs) with a lot of educators and I, i and i'm not for one minute saying you know So there isn't a role for teachers. It's simply to say, we have to now be offering something more than that. We've got to be giving our students, if if I can go online and watch, you know, the best physics lecture in the world from MIT, then if I'm a physics teacher, there's no point in me just standing up delivering a similar kind of lecture, because it's probably not going to be as good. So I then have to think, what is my role now? and, and, and that's, that's all I mean by that. I think we have to use that technology and we have to incorporate it and, and change our practice because of it.
0: So when you're talking about teachers reassessing their role in the classroom and in the learning environment, um, what part do you think lifelong learning and CPD for teachers plays in them being able to adapt and reassess their role in the classroom? Yeah.
1: Well I think it's huge and you know sadly in the UK I don't think we invest in professional development enough. Um, certainly you not know, compared to other countries that I work in you know so in places like Australia schools uh, have got a, a really decent budget to, to keep those skills up to date. Um, I, and I, and I think you know the academisation of, of education has has meant that local authorities who used to do a lot of that kind of stuff no longer have the money to, uh, and it, it it's hard I think now for for um, lecturers and teachers to find the kinds of skills development that that is out there because it's it's. It's really difficult, and in, for my new book, um, I, I've interviewed um, a company called Learnably, who th- they're trying to fill that gap. They're trying to provide advice for employers um, in terms of ongoing professional development, and that could be everything from just curating what's available online, or to have up to date information about you know face to face professional development which might be out there, but. It seems to me why should education be any different from any other uh, industrial sector which we know is going to have to learn and relearn and unlearn uh, it, right in the uh, 60s and 70s. And it's, it's ironic that, you know, we've been talking about lifelong learning most of my life, but, but we're actually at that point now, I think, where it's, it has become a reality. Um, and, and there doesn't seem to be a coherent plan. In place, um, so I think I think we 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 have to give a great deal of thought to what we what we mean by. I talk about agency a lot, and usually I'm talking about it in terms of our students. You know, because I think the the one thing we have to do in in the way that the world is, you know, in terms of society and the environment and all of those huge challenges that our young people have got, they, they need they need to have a sense of agency. You know, they need a little bit of what Greta Thunberg's got. All of them. But agency doesn't just apply to the students, it also applies to ourselves as professionals. And I think, um, you know, we've, we've lost a lot of that. Uh, I, I quote in, in open mm. some evidence to show that over the last 50 years, I think it is, autonomy generally, in terms of uh, employee autonomy, the permission to think, if you like, has halved. And more and more people are now working to a script um, you know whether that's in the call centre or as, as I experienced in my doctor's surgery um, so, so, that, so I think we've got to say how can we actually bring back that sense of agency in our daily work lives as well because that's what keeps us engaged feeling um, like we're making daily progress in meaningful work
0: brilliant thank you David